Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up, a beloved Walt Disney World cast member passes away, John Lasseter, to leave the Disney company at the end of this year. All that, plus news and roundtable rapid fire, and much, much more. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 995, for the week of June 12th, 2018. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Let the experts at Dreams Unlimited Travel help you plan the perfect Disney, Universal, Cruise, or Adventures by Disney vacation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, my name is John Magi. We're coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. Um, Pete is not here this week. He is on a cruise with some other members of our team. I'm sure if you're watching social media and the different uh, accounts out there, you've seen some of the great stuff they've been posting and the information and pictures and stuff. So I'm uh, happy to be taking his place for this week. Yeah. I'm also happy to be joined at the table by our Orlando team, Teresa Eccles. Hey. Kevin Close. Hi, everyone. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production facility, all by himself, Craig Williams. I don't want to be all by myself. Oh, I was just going to say, <laughs> did you forget how to say hello? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Eric Carmen, come down. You can handle it. Again, just go ahead, do your little thing, do your spiel. I'm good. Okay, good. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. I hope you enjoyed our new opening graphic. That was the first time I saw it. I thought it was pretty cool. What do you guys Me too. Think? I'm glad those weird pictures of us are gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're happy with those Brady Bunch images of us? <laughs> each other? No. No. Yeah, it looks good. And I like the new logo. I think the new logo is very cool. It's Me awesome. Too. I, do, I like it. New stuff going Someone on. Someone said it looks like a snail. And I. Th- now, oh, I see that now. Now it's all I can see. Well, no, I definitely. You see the like hidden Mickey there, right? Am I not supposed to tell people about that? The, it like, also reminds me of the aliens from Toy Story. Oh yeah, I like it. I like the whole retro look of it. Yeah, I think it looks awesome. I like the opening. I like the logo. I'm a fan. Things are good. Me too. Although, that TV, somebody's going to have to get up and change the channel. <laughs> that <is true>. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like retro stuff, but not that. <laughs> I was the remote in the 60s. I was, and like, that. I was too. too in the 80s. <laughs> That's why you have children. That's why you change the channel. Uh, great. Let's, uh, before we get started, let's do some housekeeping. As I mentioned, Pete and some of our other team members are currently on a Disney Cruise Line vacation. Um, if you're watching our social media channels, you'll see some posts from there and Pictures and video. It seems like they're having a good time. Um, jealous because they're on a double dip Castaway Key cruise. Those are always fun. Two trips to Castaway Key. So I hope you guys are watching that. Um, I also want Craig to tell us a little bit about some upcoming shows, especially we have an anniversary show coming up. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm sorry. We don't really talk about the shows that much anymore on this, but we have a whole lot to go over because, uh, well, this week, yesterday was the edition back of the the Disneyland edition podcast. So premiere uh, episode of the new format for the Disneyland 
podcast. Exactly. Cool. So that's now available on YouTube and iTunes. So you can find that there if you completely missed about that. So that will now be returning every Monday uh, for your watching and listening pleasure. Uh, with that, we uh, also do have the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show that is on Mondays too. I just want to remind people that I know that while Kevin was hurt, that was gone for a couple of weeks, but uh, we are back at it now. We got episodes recorded, so it's going to be a weekly thing again until don't say we it. run just out. Don't say it. <laughs> I, I was so close to saying something. But don't it, jinx it. <laughs> I know I don't want to always plug the show, but I want to say something. We did an episode that this week's episode with Craig talked about his trip to Disneyland Paris. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed hearing him talk about his experience and what he got a chance to do. So oh. I encourage everyone to check it out. I do, too. Uh, and so that's our Monday lineup. I know we also have the best and worst of Disneyland, but we're probably going to be moving that to Sundays uh, just because releasing three things on Monday, we realize you only have so much time to watch and listen to stuff. So that's that might be a little bit overbearing. Uh, Wednesdays, we still have the best and worst hosted by Rhino. Thursdays, the Universal Edition. And Fridays, right now, I just wanted to point out that uh, the... The, the Disney dining show is not gone, but we didn't get enough episodes recorded to allow for Pete's traveling. So that's why there wasn't one last week. That's why there's not going to be the one this week, but hopefully it'll return the next week as well, too. And then for all the audio listeners out there, we have Connecting with Walt that releases on Fridays. And I do want to just make a mention on our Facebook.com slash Disunplugged page. Uh, we do have a thread started where people can ask questions for an upcoming question and answer episode that we're doing. Uh, I just want to remind everyone that it's out there and please uh, ask questions that don't have anything to do with what we think Walt would think about things because uh, <laughs> it's stop that. Well, yeah. it's, we we tell people very upfront and honestly that Walt's the like the people who knew him best uh, people people like Marty Sklar said I couldn't tell you what Walt was thinking it's just it's not possible so for two people who never met well Michael met Walt for one person who's never met him and two people who've never been inside his head we can't answer what we think he would think about things so uh, try not to ask questions like that and then also just random so show suggestions. Uh, that's we do take those into consideration, but we have so many ideas already on things we want to do that we don't really need the suggestions, but we do need questions. So, so what new show are you going to do for Saturdays? Because uh, you have to work every single day of please, the week. I think uh, they should remake Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would do that <laughs> if I had the chance. I don't, the live action version. I, I'm sure it's something we'll eventually get pushed into Saturdays as well, too, and it'll then be the inevitable people realize that we do work seven days a week, hours and hours and hours, and while it's fun, it's tough, and sometimes, you know, we need breaks. So that's why I'm going on vacation next week. I don't want to give the misconception. There might not be a show on Saturday, but who in this room doesn't work seven days a week? Right, exactly. Uh, Julie, calling her out. She got. Excuse me. I check emails every single day. I process ticket orders every single day. So you know what, Craig? I can't do it on air. Get off of me. And you know what? She's a mother, so she's. 
I'm like, way I beyond have any way more, way more responsibility yes. than you. I promise. Corey tells <laughs> me that he takes the bulk of the parenting, so. <laughs> Whoa. All right, this is turning into Shots another. Okay, fired. so now we know the theme of this show. Yeah, like, this let's wind Julie up. This is an episode of Oprah, so let's move on to other things. Might turn into it. What is cross. the schedule for the big anniversary show that's coming oh, up? Oh, yeah, I forgot. That was the other part. Uh, that is set to happen on July 20... Apologize. I think it's uh, right before the ABD trip at the end of the month. Yeah, that's the only. That's the thirty first, so the twenty fourth. July twenty fourth will be episode one thousand, and to hit that, we uh, unfortunately are taking July third off from a live show for this show in particular. Everything else will go up that week. Just no live show that Tuesday. So keep that in mind. Special guests will be appearing i uh, yeah i'm sure <laughs> right previous cast members will be showing up as you know kind of like a freezer oh, episode so want to be here so, yeah that's it for me and housekeeping anybody else have any housekeeping um yeah i i just want to acknowledge that today is june 12th and it is two years since the um pulse uh tragedy and um you know, uh, I was thinking about it. I think about it a lot, all the you know, every day. But um, I was thinking about how it doesn't feel that much better two years later. Um, you know, and I just want to say, like, change starts with you on every level. Like, it's a, it's you know, you'd think that would have been the last tragedy, but we've had tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. And the only way that we can make that change is if you get out and do something. And I'm not talking about tweeting or being on Facebook or anything like that. You have to physically get out and do something and that that can be anything. And I was just thinking about how we all love Disney and why people tune into this show and everything like that. And it's all about, you know, we just did that, what we love about Disneyland. And and I edited that nonstop for the last couple of weeks. And I just kept listening to how we all talked about things we love and like magic and how it like, you know, it flows through us and stuff like that like you can take that idea and that love of Disney parks and what you love about that sort of stuff and apply that to your everyday life when you're not here so I would encourage people you know in remembrance of this to just take that little spark of magic and do that for somebody else in your life a stranger somebody you know somebody walk by you can do it at work you can do it at home you can just you know stop and listen or just say hey I see you or I appreciate you or you know I love you or any of that stuff and just we can make the world a better place just a little bit at a time so it doesn't feel like we're just on this psychotic horse driving into that barn that's on fire, you know? So I would also add that one of the best things you can do, whatever your political affiliation, that you should register and vote and voice your opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to agree with anybody. But you should voice your opinion. It's your right. Do it. Awesome. Thank you, Rhino. Actually, an interesting sort of addition to that is when Kevin broke his arm, We he was in our uh, original oh, RMC. RMC downtown, and it's right by Pulse. Mm. And we went and saw the memorial, first time we went to see it. So it's pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. If you're in Orlando, you might want to take a chance, yeah. uh, take some time to go and see it. Pretty powerful. All right. Any other housekeeping? Oh, well, I do. I do have one more. Sorry, or if I'll, I can wait to you. I was just going to point out too, in that whole show lineup, we forgot to mention uh, the "What We Love About Disneyland" video that went up yesterday. Oh, yeah, I uh, that's that. very important. That was supposed to kind of kick off our whole new spin on Disneyland and everything with it. And uh, Rhino did an amazing job going through 
just hours and hours and hours of interviews and and footage that I couldn't look at anymore, and I'm sure he couldn't <laughs> either. And so he stepped up and was like, "I'll edit it." And I'm like, "Thank goodness!" And yeah. uh, that makes me happy. And the end product was just absolutely fantastic. So if you still haven't watched it yet, even if you're not interested in Disneyland per se, uh, it's it's literally one of the best things that has gone up on our channel production value wise. So at least watch it for that. How reason. could you not be interested Thanks. in Disneyland? I, well, everyone should go to Disneyland. And, and, okay. You know, a lot of people that think the logos to Disneyland, apparently don't <laughs> oh, care for no. Disneyland. So Listen, I'm done with the controversy over the logo. Get over it. I, I do have just a shout out. I try to remember the pe- the folks who take the time to say hello when we're in the parks and stuff like that. And there was a very enthusiastic woman, Teresa. I want to say her last name was Brady. I might be wrong, but she was from Chicago. I met her at Trader Sam's with Tyler, Katrina, and JJ the other night. And boy, was she excited to see us. And I'm sure that the Trader Sam's cocktails were helping that. But she <laughs> listens to us every Tuesday in her shower. She told me 15 times in a row. And she, I, so I, I wow. made a note because I was like, there's no way I'm not going to bring you up, Teresa. So I just, it was very nice to meet That's you. Nice. And thank you for saying hello. And and I, she I'm like sure how I everyone feel about showering with strangers. I know well, that's what I said. <laughs> and I'm thinking you're wasting water, <laughs> right? Because we're long winded. Yeah, yeah. Unless she fast forwards through John's part. Those or are something. Teresa's times. That's like, right. I have a little housekeeping. All right, go for it, Craig. All you have to do is ask, sweetie, and I will do a dining review of Twisty Treat live on Friday. All you have to do is ask. Craig, do me okay. Don't ask. Oh, <laughs> the ice cream is cold. Yeah, really. No, I'm just yes. messing with you. Excellent. Anything else for housekeeping before we move on to news? Oh, gosh, no. All right. I'm going to give Teresa a little more time to get ready because Teresa has graciously accepted my order. To I have a question. News. Are all of the news or stories about cats? <laughs> I switched them up, didn't I tell you? Well, she did. Anytime there's a proper noun, there's cats in there. So I change it to cats. Cats leaves Disney at the end of the year. And I will, I'll tell you the story that I told you a few minutes ago. Um, I was reading out reading them out loud at home this morning just to make sure I, I got it. And Stella screams out, what are you doing? Read it in your head. I said, it's not the same. i got to say them out loud, right? You do have to say them out loud. All right. We I'll ready? Lord help me. Okay. <laughs> Story number one. Grand Floridian greeter Richard Girth has passed away. The adored greeter at Disney's Grand Floridian Spa and Resort... Richard Girth has sadly passed away at the age of 92. Richard Girth started working at Walt Disney World in 1991, and his smile and happy disposition welcomed in families for generations. Girth became such a staple at the Grand Floridian that many guests asked to take their picture with him, something that is not often done with frontline cast members. As much as guests loved Richard, he loved his job. During an interview in 2014, he said, I think just about every day is a good day. To be acknowledged by another person is the greatest feeling that anyone could get out of a job. Girth was a great representative of what a good cast member should be, and in 2013, Disney recognized this by awarding with the Walt Disney Legacy Award. The Walt Disney Legacy Award is the highest award a cast member can receive, and those that have honored with it were a blue name tag rather than a traditional white one. This is a sad story, however... He did what he loved he until he was he 91. Do, right. Well, 92. Yeah. What an awesome like life, though, right? Yeah, to live that long and be years. able to work and do what you love. Mm-hmm. And it's my understanding that this happened quickly. From what I was watching the news, he had gone into a facility, and then it was very quick after that. So um, he will be missed for sure. 
He was definitely a staple at the Grand Floridian. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I think a lot of people, you know, that didn't go to the Grand Floridian, you know, they might have never heard of him, ever saw him. But, you know, just as uh, I like to go and resort hop around that area a lot of times. And, you know, eventually you find yourself going in that, that entrance and you see him standing. Well, you saw him standing out there and... You know, I know people were fanatics over him and would always take their picture. I think it, for me, it's something that I always just like, I kind of took for granted. Like, oh, yeah, it's yeah, Richard, he's still there and he's always going to be there. And it's it's just so sad now when it, it's he's really one of those cast members that I don't I don't think he could ever truly be replaced. Like there's never going to be a resort greeter that is on the level of him. And it's it's a piece of Disney magic died when when he passed away. So hopefully hopefully a lot of people are still out there sharing their photos of him for years to come to, to remember him there. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Let's move on to our next news story. All right. Story number two. John Lasseter to leave Disney at the end of the year. John Lasseter, co-founder of Pixar and chief creative officer of Pixar and Walt Disney Animation, will be leaving the Walt Disney Company at the end of 2018. Lasseter began a six-month leave of absence back in November after coming under fire due to allegations of unwanted advances, including his trademark hugs. While he won't have an office, Lasseter will assume a consulting role until the end of the year. No replacements have been announced, but inside sources suggest that Frozen director Jennifer Lee will take on leadership role at Walt Disney Animation, and Pete Docter, director of Inside Out and Up, will do the same at Pixar. Uh, I know you guys did this. You talked about this the last time the news story came up, so I'm not to diminish the accusations and, and the things that he's actually said he did. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we think the impact of him leaving the company is. I mean, for a while there, there was kind of this creative drought especially in animation and he really was the one who was credited with bringing you know the animation back and bringing imagineering up to a certain level i mean is this going to be is he going to be missed or can these people replace him i i think that he's if nothing else he's um there have been in the last couple years specifically this like strong Storytellers in pick. I mean, Pixar's always been strong with storytelling, but it seems like there's been a lot lately in the, in the last couple of years that have really shined a lot more. And so I do think that there is another generation like ready to go. So I think that he has not, you know what? I, mean? I don't think that he, it was just him and nothing else, you know, below him. I think he did a good job of like kind of having the next group ready to rise up and continue on that tradition, if nothing else. That's at least what I, the feeling I get from Pixar. And so if on top of that, the accusations are that he was holding back, you know, women and people of color, then I can only imagine that this is going to kind of be a, a, like a, you know, after the drought comes the. Yeah, I don't think there was ever a question that Pixar was making good creative choices in terms of the directors and the people making their movies. Uh, you know, they they kind of did get in that cycle of sequels, which mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if Lasseter was behind part of the push. Obviously, it was with the Cars movies. He wanted he wanted sequels for those. But if that is a decision that he made to really go through that sequel route, if anything, you know, it kind of shame on him because that's that's not that's not as good whereas it seemed like at that time when they were starting to get that concept i know they already had with toy story but that's a different a different story altogether but 
Uh, moving then back over to Disney, that was like when it seemed like he kind of backed away from Pixar a little bit. That's when he focused everything on Disney and started that that entire juggernaut up with uh, with um, Frozen, Big Hero Six, all the hits that were just like back to back to back to back to back. So I don't uh, think that I can't imagine that John Lasseter was the one who said we need sequel after sequel to sequel. I think this is that's more of a bean counter yeah. type of decision that says, listen, you've got this huge mm-hmm. money maker thing. We need two and three. And it, the good thing is, is that you have creative people who can make two and three that are still entertaining. Yeah, yeah. and people and still enjoy. Ultimately, though, it's I think when people say, "Oh, well, we're worried about Pixar," I don't think the I don't think Pixar is the concern. I think Pixar, the cream of the crop, is always going to rise back up. Brad Bird's always going to come back to make something. Andrew Stanton is mm-hmm. Lee Unkrich, uh, Pete Doctor. They're always going to come back. the The concern for me is. What happens in the Disney side of the house? Yeah. Uh, is it going to stay as strong? You mentioned Jennifer Lee in there with her presence. I think that that is a very positive outcome uh, with her. And but I, beyond that, I would hope that Disney animation stays strong. I would hope that uh, eventually, maybe even though computer graphics are everything, they could go back to some two eight two D animation every now and then. I know it's not the future, but it's oh, but we're seeing it's it. nice. You see the occasional 2D out yeah. there. Um, I think my interpretation of what John Lasser did was he was the one who was allowing the creative forces to happen. That he was the one who was fostering the environment of making these movies. And but if he wasn't fostering it for everyone or making people feel uncomfortable in their job, it was time for him to go. Right. Mm-hmm. So the question is, are the people who are coming up still going to have his philosophies of making movies? That's where I was questioning we so, talked about the fact that change happens and it's hard, but change makes things grow. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think the storyteller just because the person who's the face of it, just because they're not there anymore. I don't feel like the storyteller then loses all their stories. They still have these heart and emotions and things they want to put on the screen. So as long as there's still spirit behind the people who are trying to make these movies, that's all. That's where the success is going to come from. If it's all half-hearted and just put out just to have stuff go out, then that's when we're going to see a dip in quality. And that's it's going to be like 80s in Walt Disney Animation with Fox and the Hound and Black Cauldron in that era over again. But I don't think they're in that position. <laughs> I, well, I, I shied away from Robin Hood, at least. So. <laughs> I love Robin Hood. Oh. Also, with animation, these movies are, are in process for many years. Yeah. So it's going to be, there'll be years of this stuff being put out, but we'll see what happens. All right. Moving on. All right. Story number three. Green sea turtle rescued by SeaWorld Orlando showing improvement following surgery. A green sea turtle was recently rescued and brought into SeaWorld Orlando where the animal rescue team noticed that the turtle was dehydrated and was not digesting food properly. The team ran a CAT scan on the turtle which showed that there was a life-threatening blockage in his intestines. During a three-hour surgery, the veterinary team was able to remove ocean debris, that's sad, from the turtle's intestines, which ultimately saved his life. The turtle, named Colin, is reportedly still in critical condition, but John Peterson of SeaWorld says that he is showing the signs of improvement the team likes to see post-surgery. Colin has to remain dry until the surgical site heals, so he will stay put at SeaWorld's quarantine rehab until veterinary team confirms that he can be safely returned to his natural environment. SeaWorld is one entity in which 
very large group of partners that work together with one goal, care for these animals and get them back out as quickly as we can, Peterson said. So I think, you know, the opportunity was missed here. This sea turtle with an intestinal block should have been named Colin <laughs> instead of Colin. That's the first mistake. <laughs> Should we just vote him off the island? Should we just get rid of him now? <laughs> right. um, you know, here's the deal. The reason why I want to include this news story is of all of the bad press that SeaWorld gets and all of the problems yeah. with SeaWorld and their attendance issues and all of this, this is what SeaWorld does best. And I think what happens is we in Orlando see it because it's here. It's in our news. It's newsworthy in Orlando. I hope this is newsworthy everywhere mm-hmm. because this is what – this is what SeaWorld does the best. You're right. It's not a theme park. SeaWorld is a rescue mission. And also, to those of you who throw your trash into the ocean, stop. Mm. Seriously, stop. I see people do it all the time. I pick up other people's trash when I'm on the beach. Mm. Because this is what happens. These little creatures, they die because of your negligence and your laziness to not throw your trash away. The big thing used to be six-pack containers, and I think people got the idea and understand that you're supposed to cut those rings. Do you know what one of the worst offenders is? Balloons. Yep. Helium balloons that get away. They, um... There's a there's a whole meme going around that says balloons don't go to heaven, which is true. They don't go to heaven. Um, they, they go the to the water. ocean, <laughs> and animals eat them. One of the nice things is you see cruise lines are changing a lot of what they do. Cruise lines are now uh, banning straws mm-hmm. from there's drinks. There's a big push to go to um, biodegradable paper straws. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Or don't use them at all. Yeah, do you really need straws? I agree. Oh, I'm fighting the war on straws. I hate straws. They it's, wrinkle your lips. I don't like that when you go to any restaurant, they like throw them at the table and expect you to use it. It's like, I didn't ask for that. You could have saved that and saved some plastic and paper. I and I'm being and genuine about this. Good, I hate I'm glad. It. I don't like straws. Because I am too. I have to go I back. Know and what's wrong right what, what was that, Norma Desmond? What they happened? wrinkle <laughs> your lips. So you can't be well, sipping out of them. Or you get the... Get the like old lady wrinkles around yeah, your lips if you, you gotta, do that too much. <laughs> you don't want those lip wrinkles. Get out of here. All right. Well, that's a good reason. Can you borrow your gloss? <laughs> I think it has its And own. sea turtles were absolutely one of my favorite sea creatures. Um, so it just kind of struck a nerve for me. <laughs> I agree. And I'm glad that SeaWorld's still doing this. Not just for sea turtles. They do it for all sort of yes. marine life. So good on them. All right. How'd I do? You did great. Now you got to close it out. And that will do it for the news. Awesome. Good job, Teresa. (laughs) We're going to move on to rapid fire. I know we usually do a discussion, but I'm saving our discussion for the end, if that's okay with you, Craig. That is fine with me. You tell me what to do. All right. We're going to move on to rapid fire, and we are going to actually start with Teresa. Oh, gosh. It just makes makes sense for us to go around the table that way. And now we're going to stall for time. And we're going to stall for time. Okay, stall for time. Do that lip thing again, right? I don't want tiny. people to see Is my lim- limp you wrinkles. Have the mustache to hide yeah, the, the lip wrinkles. You know, <laughs> too many soda bottles. And I shaved mine off. I need to put mine back. In. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else not believe that Rhino's lip wrinkles are from straws? <laughs> you know, I said it and I thought it. <laughs> And I was like, I have dug my own hole here. Spontaneously blind and deaf. (laughs) All right, Teresa, are you ready? Do you have your rapid fire? (laughs) Please change the subject. (laughs) I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm on it. Okay. (sighs) Okay. Um, Disney announces a -a once-in-a-lifetime Pandora camping experience. (laughs) Is this about the jewelry beads? 
I don't know. I haven't read this one yet. Okay. A few, <laughs> hopefully I'm good on this one. Let's call your daughter and see if she knows okay. A few lucky guests will have the opportunity to experience a Walt Disney World theme park overnight. This chance comes on Oh My Disney's recently announced contest to go glamming. Glamorous camping. Glamping. Yeah. Glamping. Oh, glamping. Glamping. Sorry. Glamping. Can you to hold it for you? Yes, please. Hold it. <laughs> Rhino needs to hold it for me. Glamorous camping. Oh, my. In Pandora, the world of Avatar at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Interested visitors may upload a video explaining why they deserve to escape to Walt Disney World. One winner will be selected and can bring a guest on one of these once-in-a-lifetime adventures. Contest entries close at 11.59 p.m. on June 21st. 2018. Legal residents of the United States over the age of 18 at the time of entry are eligible for this experience. For more information on the prize and how to enter the contest, visit DCAMP official website. Is that it? So are you going to spend the night in Pandora in a tent? I, uh, yeah. Am I? I'm no. Like a fancy <laughs> I, Me neither. I would love to do this. It's one of those moments where I hate that my sister is a cast member and it makes me ineligible for <laughs> All of the cool well, what giveaways. Makes it glamorous. And stuff. Well, it's ninety when the third degrees shift at night. And sprays you down with the hose. Like, <laughs> clean the Stella and I spent and... the night one time at SeaWorld. Um, years ago, when she was got like locked in. Oh, seven. No. Uh, was it the Halloween thing? Yes, we got locked in. Was that because you were hiding in the bathrooms? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was fun. It was not glamorous in any way. I mean, we just laid on the hard ground in a I would need upfront details like is this going to be an air conditioned tent I assume yeah. because they're saying glamping my assumption is it's going to be air conditioned and you'll have sort of a realish bed so I can sleep in the four seasons right. <laughs> right your bathroom is going to be the Pandora bathrooms like the guest bathrooms and I don't know yeah, I don't know I don't know I think the idea this. of I mean it's I wouldn't do it but I think the idea of spending the night in a theme park yeah, is kind cool. of fun let's yeah. do it who's going to sign up Aren't we eligible? Uh, no, yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> I'll, I'll sign up. Unless I can stay at the Four Seasons. I'll sign up. I I'd spend the night at Epcot. If I could anymore. pick which pavilion I got to sleep in. <laughs> yeah, think, I could if I could pick who I'm going to sleep with. They're probably going to wake you up at six in the morning and be like, get out. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they wake you up. You got to get out before the park opens. Yeah. Like I'm dragging sure. your tent behind you. And, and like, are you, can you hear the rough? third shift people working? Like, it's not going to be super quiet. There's a lot of speculation. We should find out <laughs> details. Teresa, get some details on that and follow up on Okay, it. Craig, get some details from me. <laughs> I, I would assume it's going okay, to be a my very turn. large tent <laughs> that is like, think about an expedition-sized tent like you, you would see in movies. Like where Jumanji. there's enough, Yeah, something like that. Massive, with nice, comfortable beds thrown inside, a portable air conditioning unit, maybe even a porta potty right outside of it, so that way you don't go to the bathroom. Fun. And it's like probably going to be insulated. It's, with all the That's furniture. the whole point of glamping. <laughs> It's we have a glamorous. different idea. Porta potties are not camping. glamorous. <laughs> Is it you and just the person? Well, I don't even know. Okay, Two people. Yeah, Never mind. At this point, we're just we're guessing, and I don't think we should guess anymore. <laughs> Rhino, let us know how it goes. Thank you, yeah. Teresa, for that confusing rapid fire. Kevin, I'm going to talk about ABD. <clears throat> ABD released 2019 dates and offered an early booking discount. The first couple of spaces on each departure are eligible for an early booking discount. Once they're gone, they're gone. We are finding there are still several departures in most categories that still have the early booking discount. It's $500 per person off your trip for international trips and $400 off your uh, adventure for domestic trips. This ends the middle of July or until the discounts 
sell out. So if you're interested in Adventures by Disney, it's a great time to book. I'm getting several emails because we every year we announce uh, Diz exclusive trips for the next year, and we have a couple of them planned. Don't write to me. I can't book them. I don't have a contract. Dreams and the Diz don't usually take off-the-rack adventures. What we do is we... Um, customize them. them we plus them customize them we change them a little bit and this year we're going to do the same thing so i have two one will be a summer trip one will be a fall trip i'll tell you more when i know more but i can't release anything until abd signs a contract and john signs a contract and i have pricing to share with you so i'm told hopefully by the end of next week i'll have more information and we'll release the information on one of the podcasts that's for you valerie Thank you, Kevin. Rhino? Okay, so mine is, um, if you do not do or don't know, the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live is now a thing that's happening at Epcot through the summer. Um, and they have some new treats that are inspired by the show. There's nothing really overly exciting. You, The I Am Groot Sipper is there, and you can get it um, w- with a fountain drink, obviously. And then there's something called a Rocket Fuel slushy with uh, frozen Coke and bourbon. So that's for the adults. Oh. <laughs> um, and then at the Fife and Drum Tavern, you can try the I Am Float uh, root beer with vanilla ice cream, whipped cream, and mint leaves. Or the awesome McSlushy that has layers of frozen lemonade, blue raspberry, and strawberry. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a Disney celebration without a cupcake. Mm. Uh, I want to point out, like, the one, the the drink you mentioned last, the slushy. Mm-hmm. If you think about the flavors, it's red, white, and blue. Yeah. So it's literally the same red, white, and blue slushies that they, like, roll out every year for the 4th of July and other stuff. And they just changed the name on them. Sure did. And I'm pretty sure that the Coke float with the bourbon in it has also been yeah, around a while. Yeah, it's something. Sure so it's really, like, they literally added make mint something leaves. new. But calling it Rocket Fuel is pretty awesome. Well, what? it's a lot better than that it's show. Too bad you can't see him. He's back <laughs> no, here with us I'm today. Sorry. Yeah. Um, Can you explain what the Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live thing is? Oh, I for don't. those of us who don't know. I think Craig put it best where he said somebody <laughs> thought of this show after their car accident and the, they hadn't been diagnosed with the concussion just yet, but they were like, I've got it. This is how That's we're going to bring the Guardians into the show. <laughs> but it's a, supposedly Star-Lord has sent has, the Xandar and Nova Prime are sending their people to Earth to talk about their culture and Star-Lord knew Please about Please put the car. camera on Kevin while he's describing <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying words. Star-Lord knew of Epcot, and he wanted to come and bring his 70s, 80s culture, the music that his mother left for him here. And so uh, he's bringing a band of these uh, space uh, men and women with him, and uh, him and Gamora are going to do a little show at the American thing. If you want to watch a video, uh, Craig did a a video. uh, There's one with him and Kylie um, on the Diz Unplugged, and then there's just the, the show on the Diz, right? That's yeah. up there now. And because um, I watched it when he was doing the Facebook thing. And this is like, this reminds me of like when Disney was like, you know what will be a great idea? The Ninja Turtles at Hollywood Studios. Or how about a Goosebumps show or like Barbie? <laughs> like, And you're like, as an adult, I kind of wish I had seen it. But you know that couldn't be good. So it's one of those where I love Guardians. I love what they did with it in, in California. But this is super cheesy i don't i don't know i haven't seen it in person yet though so i'm i'm gonna wait so it's a Poor show <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically it's a show is it a stage show yeah or it's on it like- the american gardens theaters and i i will say it's it's mostly music 
the majority of it is music and the musicians they got for it all the talent is just out of this world and no pun intended on that it's they are they are very they are very very good at what they do and i i said it in the video i've said it multiple times now if they just would have put this band up there and let them not have to get face painted and all that just put them up (laughs) as they are as humans and say we want you to add some music into epcot at the american gardens theater sing and play i would probably stop and watch and listen to them however if it's not just that it's then these terribly written dialogues in between to incorporate star lord and gamora and on top of that at least the two shows i watched the audio mixing was like all over the place so if they try to talk while the musicians are playing, it's just like, it's like, oh yeah, I definitely oh, like just heard. King Llama in here says, uh, spoiler alert, King Llama in here says, it's the Epcot's uh, Beetlejuice Graveyard graveyard review if you've ever and i feel like that's a pretty accurate description of the of the show if anyone well they also took a lot of performers from universal and (laughs) inserted them right into the show Beetlejuice, Um, black the suit well like uh the one of the guys who is playing uh who is playing star lord in it was a staple of halloween horror nights he was um bill Bill and and ted Ted. so it's uh they they've they've definitely there is always crossover between Disney and Universal cast members, and this is this is a, a big Especially instance. Especially if you get it, into like you know sort of equity performers. Well, I'm going to be a nerd for a second too. The thing that really kind of bugs me is the storyline. I know worse than I already was. Is you know Disney's all about uh, you know Craig and I were talking about this like when they bought Star Wars, they got rid of the hyperspace hoopla because it essentially made Star Wars like a farce. You know, it was making fun of the property a little bit, and we thought, okay, well now they're going to take it seriously because they own it, and now here they are. They've done a very similar show but also this he says in the second movie that he's never been back to earth and so they're essentially like if this is supposed to all be in continuity i don't i don't understand what's, why he, doing, what's he doing here? here because he says very specifically in the second movie he hasn't been to earth well maybe this, this is place. the future and he no, he's, he's already his, been back he's to wearing earth. his outfit from the first movie is all i'm saying all right this has gotten way too in depth. Wow. <laughs> I understand Julie's rapid fire. Yeah, I'm just Julie. guessing. I don't know. Let's All see. Right. You will. Thank you, Rhino. Let's move on to Julie. Julie, what's your rapid fire? Well, anyway, so today's the 12th. So in three more days, guys, The Incredibles 2 oh, yeah. is coming out. And I'm super excited. My kids are super excited. Um, in celebration of this, you can get an Incredibles 2 button beginning June 15th in celebration of the movie. Cupcakes and um, buttons. That's yeah, what cupcakes they do. and buttons. <laughs> I really was more excited people, about just the fact that the movie's coming out. I, I really don't care about but the buttons. But people love that. People yeah. love buttons. They're complimentary and only available while supplies last. Buttons, buttons. We actually went right with now. Corey to see the incredible summer at Epco- I mean at um, Tomorrowland. So um, I remembered why we don't go in the summertime. It was so oh, hot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we were all miserable. Um, but it was cute. Like they have like I forgot what the the monster, like the mechanical machine that comes after Mr. Incredible. That, uh, Omnibot. Um, yeah. So you could take photos in front of that. And Ferris, he was doing the whole, like, trying to fight it off. It's Aww. adorable. And we, like, saw most of them walking around the park. Um, we didn't see, I didn't actually do any meet and greets. I rode the people mover <laughs> to keep cool. But it was really interesting to see with how they have it all set up and how they're promoting it. And um, I'm wait. excited about this. I can't maybe. wait. More I than just wait. about anything recently. Especially because movies. of the premise. You know? So, anyway. Excellent. Thank you, Julie. Craig, what about you? 
Okay, so Disney shared additional details uh, of the new uh, Play Disney Parks app that will be releasing at some point. So they announced the app back in April uh, that it would be released and it would be a way to help uh, play with friends and family as you were waiting in the lines at Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, there would be uh, interactive, immersive experiences in some of the queues with it. And uh, there would also be trivia that is involved in this app. And uh, so now it is what I was going to say. The update on it is that the app will be free of charge and it's now available for pre-order on the Apple app store as well as Google play. So it's not, again, it's not available yet, but it will be coming soon. And it's, this is just like, it's a separate thing from my Disney experience. So you're not going to be able to find it in there. It's just, it's a different thing altogether. So you're not forced into downloading it like my Disney experience, but it looks really cool. I just, I love just as a general uh, role of it, the, the artwork that they designed for it. It's, it's fun. It's fanciful. And hopefully the game is just as fun. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No. So I, I'm very excited to see how this works when it comes out. Is it going to be every park? Will we be able to play or does it just look like it's magic kingdom for now? It says, uh, it says Disneyland and Walt Disney World, so I would assume that the plan is to get all the Walt Disney World parks in, but I'm sure at launch it'll probably be limited. So this is great. So another reason for people to have their heads in their phones. Yes, awesome. While they're in line, right? Well, my favorite thing. I know. And you want to yell at them, you're in a theme park. Look up once no, in a while. No, it's the ones that stand in the middle of the walkway looking at their phone. But at least... Or the families that walk hand in hand down the walkway. <laughs> at least with something like this, even if their heads are in their phones, at least it's not just scrolling on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. It's getting something that connects them to the place that they are. So I guess that's a, a silver lining Craig is on always it. a grass is always greener kind of guy, isn't he? He's always a sunny yeah. side of the street kind of guy. Old. We love that. And no, I, I, <laughs> I hate Disney. I just want to say on <laughs> oh record now officially, I hate Disney. <laughs> oh my Universal's the only like cool place. So oh, I'm man. just faking this all along. <laughs> wow. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I'm glad it came out on my show. You know, this is like therapy He's a Disney sheep. <laughs> and Universal Wolf clothing. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you, Craig. That'll do it for rapid fire. So we're going to move on to our discussion topic. And I know that Pete usually gives you our discussion topic ahead of time. So you guys can be prepared for it. I didn't get it. this email. Right. But I like to torture you. So I am going to um, bring it up now. And you guys are going to have to participate, even though you don't know what I'm going to talk about. Maybe I won't. Okay. This is actually inspired by a conversation that we had on our Dreams Unlimited travel show this week. Craig went to Disneyland Paris, and he talked about um, the fact that there was a particular attraction in Disneyland Paris that he thought was very cool, and he wished it would come to Walt Disney World. And we started to have a tiny, tiny micro conversation about, is this really the right thing to do? Are the parks getting too homogenized? Is the fact that these other attractions are coming to Walt Disney World, does that change anything? Things like Tron um, and what was the other one? I had Ratatouille. Ratatouille, right. These particular attractions that are the big attractions in other destinations. Is this a good thing that they're coming to Walt Disney World or should they stay in their own park? I like it in like the aspect of bringing international things to domestic parks and vice versa if they want because it might be a lot easier for somebody in 
you know, that side of the world to go to those parks and experience it. And like, we love it, but it's, it's also a hurdle for us to get to like Shanghai or but is that, like that. But now is that selfish? Is that just saying, well, we want all this stuff well, here well, because this is what parks, I can get to. Put it in one of the two domestic parks. So it still causes you. So those two are still relatively different. Like, so when they announced Star Wars land, I, my thing was, are they going to be exactly the same? That, that was the big one for me that I was kind of like, that, that seemed a little disappointing for me. Cause I like how, we're getting Guardians of the Galaxy property represented here, but it's not the same experience that they have created in California. So it still, it still gives you something different to do. Or, or like um, Pirates in Disneyland is different than our Pirates. I like when they're, you have the property, but there's still something, something different, different about it. I don't like when it, like what you're talking about when it's like a clone of the attraction or something. It feels lazy. Anybody else? I like the fact that they're different in different parks. I like the fact that there's a, a reason to go. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see um, Mystic Manor really bad. Uh, I like the idea that I, th- I agree with you. Yeah. The fact that the same attraction can be different in different places. Mm-hmm. But I also like the fact that there's an anchor that draws you. Yeah. So I like the fact that, you know, certain parks have certain things that make you want to go visit. Yeah. That's kind of like to go back to the whole uh, ratatouille aspect of it because i was kind of thinking about that a little bit after we had this conversation the other day it's like what i was trying to think like well how this is this has to be an exact clone of the ride so for the people who haven't been on it yet it is it's a screen-based ride uh there are some physical sets that you go through but the majority of the ride is just pure screens so they can't really change it too much i mean i guess they could change up the videos but for the storyline to work it has to be an exact clone so how would you make that interesting well, i think and the, different and unique and i think the the mechanism for that particular ride the mechanism of the cars is completely customizable you can yeah. make those cars do whatever you want to do so you could change the story exactly up. well are they also with ours it's a big part of their attraction is that you end in you end and right there looking through a window is Shea Remy. And that's something that we're definitely not getting. And so that's like the story continues on into there. So uh, that's, that's like a way to change it, but that's uh, cir- coming full circle in that. That's one of the things that I now appreciate going to the different, uh, going to the other coast or going to Paris. It's, I like it. I like when things really can be just changed marginally uh it has to have the same feel the same concept but there has to be a little bit of a change i don't think i want any any cloned rides anymore and as much as i loved ratatouille there i i don't think i want it here i i'm glad that i'll be able to ride it more often but it really it, there was something just very special about it in france well yeah that, hello <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I you're making me want to go because it's one of my favorite movies I and think i've never been take, i think they should take that technology and make something for here mm-hmm. exactly i don't think they should bring tron here oh. i think they should take that i know you're very i know i would be sad i'd be However, sad the, that's why the thing is this and i understand where some people are coming from some people think to themselves i am never going to get to these other parks you don't know that mm-hmm. you don't know you guys that's are true. young you don't know if you're going to get to all these parks really young i don't know best theme park ride ever tron? is ready to oh, like well First on my list, if, if I could go to a different park, is to go to Paris right. and then to go to Japan. Yeah. Those are the two that I want to go to If I had most. my way, we would go back and get uh, the Mickey Mouse review from Tokyo Disneyland and put it back where Phil Her Magic is. But that's just me. I think all parks should have some of the basic mm-hmm. things. 
that are ident- almost identical, maybe slightly tweaked. But I think everyone should have something that the others don't have. Well, I like I like like how Space Mountain is like the thread that runs through the parks, but it's have different different uh, in every park. Yeah, yeah. Okay. so is it's a small world, and they're different in every park, and, and that's none, fine. Yeah, none I like of that. The, I do too. None of them are. Exactly. Yeah. I don't, don't want to go to Disneyland and ride Small World and go, man, it's just like ours. What's yeah. the point? Yeah. You know, other than the fact that, you know, there's no humidity. What's the point? I, I, it, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I love the idea of the Tron attraction, and that's why I want it here. But it's almost, but it's like what you're saying, too. I don't really want it. I wish there was a different way. Like, maybe it could tell the story in a different way and not be. I don't want someone to be like, okay, pick the track up, bring it over, drop it down here. I want it to be our own interpretation of Tron, you know. I tried to be a geek just for a little bit right now. Think about it. <laughs> it takes up a lot of space. Yeah. Tron takes up a lot of space. And I mean, this isn't new. I mean, you know, the, the story is, is that when they were building Walt Disney World, they built attractions at the same time they were doing Disneyland. The Haunted Mansion. They were building the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Right. They were building it here. To save money. And again, it's not exactly the same mm-hmm. ride or yeah. anything, but this is not a new concept. But, um, you know, I, again, I think it's I think it's selfish for us here and those who can travel just to Walt Disney World to say, yeah, get, I want the best rides. Right, yeah. Let's just p- cherry pick all those rides from those other parks and put them in our park. I don't think it's... Yeah, but we've sent rides to other places, too. I mean, Disneyland Paris has Phantom Manor, which is basically the Haunted Mansion. So, I mean, it's not like we're just sent, you know, we're... But again, I think that falls along the lines of it's been tweaked a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a little bit different than well, it that's, is. Well, isn't that what we're saying? That it's great to get the, as but Ryan again, keeps I saying, the property? I think Tron and Ratatouille are coming as is. I could be wrong. Well, Star yeah. Wars is the first one where I was like, this is a major, uh, uh, not just an attraction. This is an entire area that is going to be, like, picked up, dropped over. You know, I, I think ours is... You know, you could argue, well, we have the hotel. We're going to have the hotel. There's going to be slight stuff, differences. You know? There's going to be entrance and exit yeah. differences and well, flow they did the differences. Same thing with Harry Potterville. Well, that and that Harry Potterville. Um, <laughs> I, that was actually when that was Harry Potter was the first time I felt that when they announced, okay, well, now we're going to build um, Hogwarts in uh, in Hollywood. I was a little disappointed because I was hoping it would be like a different area of the Harry Potter universe so you could go visit there and then be like, okay, well, now I've gone from, you know, Hogwarts here to Diagon Alley there to here. And then, I mean, we did get Diagon Alley, which is great. So As ours a person is still who the best. doesn't like Star Wars, <gasps> you know, oh, um, <laughs> I guess for everyone else. Oh. Um, Can I join that club? <laughs> yes, that's our club. I would like to be able to visit somewhere where I don't have to see it, you know? So you're saying, yeah, you don't like that it's going to be like be a big only land in one in place. Yeah. yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. And here's the deal. I'm thrilled that you all are excited about it. I really am. It holds virtually no interest for me. I'm not, I think I'm, I'm going to enjoy gonna go. walking through it. I, I, I don't care. But it's not. <laughs> and that's I, sad, I am, but I don't. I'm probably not going to dress up. Understand. Toy Story Land is my thing. That's well, what I'm excited I think, for. I think the Star Wars was a missed opportunity. Where so our it's the Black Spire outpost. I think they could have made the other park a different outpost, so it would have been like traveling through this universe into different locations. So that's where I feel like of, as amazing as it is, and as big of a feat that that would have been. Okay, Veruca. Yeah, but right now we're in this. We're still in this theme park wars, where part of the the thought that goes into everything is. We need the most popular stuff. We need to do it as quickly as possible, and we need to do it for as cheaply as possible. Yeah. And I know cheaply it's not a word, uh, but with something like 
Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. It makes it just makes sense to just clone it and have it in two different places the exact same. That Does saves it? a lot of money on coming up with other ideas and concepts for it. That's why Universal did it in Hollywood because the Hollywood Park was turning into an absolute mess that's just disgusting. And so by cloning the Wizarding World almost exactly, that saves money right away. Because Does, let's look at it from also done. from maybe from a fan perspective. Does this make it now easier that this Star Wars land is in two parks? Because yeah. not everyone is going to rush to Walt Disney World. Yeah. And it's not going to make Walt Disney World so crowded and so crazy because people can experience it on both both coasts. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted. I wanted to keep all the crazy Star Wars people in one place. <laughs> I'd like you to build it on a, an island somewhere. <laughs> not to go near it. I mean, so, you know, again, I'm playing devil's advocate on both sides yeah. of this, but... Do we know for sure that it's an exact replica? Yeah, it's pretty much exact replica. Yeah, but I mean, like, the same rise. We still have conversations thing. about which haunted mansion is better, there or here. There'll be tweaks and there'll be differences that way. But so I think there are still going to be people who want to see both. Well, I think that's natural for any Disney fan. You mm-hmm. still want to see it. You still want. We talked about this on the show too. I wanted to see, you know, uh, pirates in every park, and you want to see Jungle Cruise, and you want to see how they do it different. But I just. I think that for some of us who come to Walt Disney World, because that's the easiest place to get to, there's a little bit of selfishness. Well, like, I also I think there's there's so much more here. And I'm not suggesting you don't visit other parks, but here we have four parks. There's a lot more places for stuff. Right. Where they can actually put stuff. Four, right? <laughs> so now what should they bring here? With that said, where we don't want them to clone rides, what should they bring here? Well, some of the stuff I want, I don't know. It, I, I did want the Tron ride, and I want the Marvel stuff, but that'll never happen. you know. So that'll be one of those, like, we're going to have to go to California to experience that whenever that finally I don't think the Marvel happening. stuff will happen here, won't happen here. I think that their thing with Universal is going to keep it in their park for, for years and years and years. I don't think that'll never, ever happen here, but it's going to be fully formed and the the Asian parks and in California before we even break ground on anything I think at, at least anything like big and a major thing I think we'll get little things like Guardians and then I don't know the rumors about they're trying to make a Black Panther thing somewhere but I I don't know if that's part of their contract or what the deal is but that makes you sad doesn't it well, <laughs> it does it does a bit of therapy going yeah. on right here. Does. But then you have something to look forward to, though, when you go somewhere else. I do. I, I absololutely do. Something and you know different. what? It does make it a little more exciting to be like plan the trip and go and yeah. see that stuff. You mm. know, I'd love to see like a Pixar land done like how they did Cars Land. I'd like to see something on that level done somewhere else. That would really make That's... me go somewhere else, too. You know, if they were like, this is our version of Cars Land, I'd be there in a second. Like, I don't even like cars. <laughs> me neither. <laughs> there you go. All right. So that was an exciting conversation, I think. You think? (laughs) (laughs) I would like them to build a land where they bring back attractions. Oh, my gosh. Like the forgotten land or something. That would be cool. Yesterday's attractions. Yes. But updated. I would like that. Yes. That would thrill me. Like the one where you could fly. It felt like you were flying. I loved that attraction. Oh, wings, the, yes. Oh, my gosh. That would be cool. Mm. I would like that. That Make would that happen. Me. Make that happen. Would you, of, got, you guys who are used to the newer technology and the newer stuff coming out, is that something that excite you? Would you say, I, if I could experience this ride the way it was 50 years ago? Well, we talk about that on Universal a lot, too, is I, I do feel like I, I, I – 
you know, nostalgia and um, like retro stuff is big right now and, and a part of our culture that. I mean, look at our logo. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so it is something that it would be interesting. Like, so if they created a dedicated area and they had certain types of attraction set up that could be changed in and out somehow or another to simulate. I mean, if we've advanced far enough past these other attractions, it shouldn't be that much or uh, that difficult to kind of bring them back in a way and make like a retro land. Imagine if they took Disney quest and instead of changing it, they gutted it and allowed sort of rooms. That would be cool. Where one room could be Mr. Toad. Yeah. And, and do oh that for gosh, Julie. That would be I really would cool. Live there. Well, they could do it almost <laughs> with vehicles. And you'd think like projection mapping and stuff like that is essentially you could have like a white room with a white like vehicle. Like the void almost. Do, you could do yeah, do something reality. like that, but with old yeah. attractions like Mr. Toad or, um, you know, I. I mean, honoring the history of the park seems like a good idea to me. I love that It'd idea. It'd be like you're talking about like where they would you would ride through and see all these things. Essentially, you could customize the attraction to be what you want it to be when uh-huh. you want it to be it to create sort of a simulator of what was. So it wouldn't be the same thing, but you'd have kind of the experience of movement and motion, yeah. and you would do it with screen mapping and stuff well, like Disney that. Well, Disney Quest had Hyperspace Mountain or whatever that thing yeah, was called. Yeah, we could like build them. Yeah, that was, that's not what Maybe it was called. Real but, sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like that. But you could do that. You, Is that the one where you were in the giant rock tumbler? Yeah, yeah. the rock tumbler, <laughs> yeah. right? And everyone wanted to make the craziest roller coaster, and they all got sick and couldn't do it anymore but that's the idea yeah is that perhaps you could have that yeah and then with some sort of virtual glasses or something recreate all yeah, the like, they could change them out as they go you know stuff like that you could see old soren again or something I like mean, we that. just got an email about aging i just we we just heard a thing Not on the news aging? that the the baby aarp letter shut that the largest group of folks the baby boomers are aging, and it was the thing about we're social a big security. group. We're a big group, but I mean, I, I have to imagine that there's a great deal of nostalgia yes. out there, and I love the history of the parks, and I love the nostalgia of the parks. And we I want that back when they take out things that you know that I love. That I loved I exactly. How much would you pay to ride an old ride? How much would you pay to ride? I'd pay I'm a an lot. annual pass holder, so I'm going to get to do it for free. <laughs> no, let's say they open, they open a Disney Quest, and it's a or or oh, a I would void. Pay for an extra ticket, I, I would, would pay. Definitely. I mean, like you know, it's like going to a museum, kind of. I don't think it's much different than it's like honoring our past. Blast from the past. It could be a ride through museum. That would be fun. But I love museums. <laughs> well, I, I ride think, on a little car. That'd be so great. <laughs> I think there's there's history here. I'm, the movie Idiocracy is coming through my head, where they go through that blast from the past that. <laughs> Back to the Future ride, and it's all the old stuff that's no longer. All right, so I think this okay. is a good place to end it because Teresa's gone completely off the rails. I have. I'm just sitting here thinking about that. I hope everybody home had a chance to think about that and maybe give us some information, give us some feedback. What do you think about the way that Disney is bringing attractions to each park and sort of, um, in my opinion, the parks are more homogenized now? Or you think it's a good thing? You think it's a bad thing? We'd like to hear your opinion on that. I'm sorry, um, I told you to shut up. With that said, <laughs> it's okay. Oh, good. Call me when we're done and apologize. It's okay. With that said, <laughs> thank you, everybody. You guys, thank you for participating here and being part of the conversation. Thank you, everybody, at home for listening and watching. That'll do it for the Diz Unplugged. Stop watching. <laughs> <laughs>